cliffcentral.com. Anyway, it is time. Oh it is time for Collectomania today, and this is one of my favorite things. We get to um, to check out people with their crazy collections, and we are continuing our weekly dose of Collectomania this morning, talking to some compulsive collectors, and it's brought to you by the South African Gold Coin Exchange and the Scoin Shop. Now, today, we are joined by Quibus Skultz, who has collected things from as young as 14. So Quibus got the bug early on in his life. He has collections that run into millions, not necessarily in rands, but millions of collectibles. And we're talking about things from matchboxes to cigarette memorabilia. So, Quibus, how's it? Nice to see you. How are you? Hi, good morning, everyone. Very well yourself. Man. Yeah, Happy very, very thanks. good. Happy yeah. Thanks. So you started collecting at 14? Yes, yes. I started when I was 14 uh, in high school and still collecting strong, eh? So listen, let's just start off. You're not crazy because a lot of us, I mean, I collect stuff, but you know how people are. If you've got millions yes. of things in your collection, um, how, did, how did the bug bite in the beginning? How, tell me about when you were 14 and you said, ah, I'm going to be collecting this. And, and how did it all start? Yeah, to cut a long story short, when, uh, so at, at the age of 14, my dad used to travel a lot for work. Mm-hmm. And then he was bringing home book matches and match boxes mm-hmm. and staying in hotels, eating in restaurants and those type of things. And then uh, they was all started piling up. And as they were piling up, I decided that, oh, this is a good idea. Let's start collecting all the different ones there is. And then I uh, contacted uh, the Lion Match Company in South Africa. Yeah. And those years are from Bluefontein. So those years they... They still had an office at Bluefontein, mm-hmm. and then every Friday afternoon, about two o'clock or so, I was taking the bus all the way from home, going to town, going to their offices, and all as all the reps were coming in, I was getting all the sample materials from them, and that's how the hobby started. And then here by, yeah, so that's basically how it started, and then yeah, later so, on here by the early two thousands. Mm. So, I mean, <clears throat> matchboxes are not the kinds of things that most, you know, first of all, they're hard to come by now because smokers, are, yes. are, there are a lot less um, matchboxes around because there are a lot less places where smokers can go. But but it's a pretty strange thing to collect. Was it just because there were so many different kinds and because, as you say, your dad would bring them home for you and you thought, well, I've got the basis of a collection here. Are you a smoker, by the way? Yes, yes, okay. I am a smoker. Yes. All right. Well, then, then these things would actually have been practically useful as well, although being a collector, you probably don't like to use the very rare ones that you've collected over the, over the period of time that you've been collecting. Look at, look at that. Oh my God. Creepers, creepers. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So, I mean, from, from matchboxes, yo, look at that from matchboxes to, to other tobacco products. It's not a huge leap, right? I mean, um, if you're collecting matches, you might as well collect lighters. If you're collecting lighters, you may as well collect interesting cigarettes. So, I mean, for, for people who are, who are interested in, you know, tobacco and tobacconists and, you know, that kind of thing, you must be one of the most interesting people to talk to. You could probably show them stuff that most of us have never seen. Exactly, exactly. And to be honest with you, um, I am in the tobacco trade as we speak. So I work for okay. a cigarette and tobacco company also. So I also grew up. Uh, in the trade. So I think that uh, triggered a lot when it all started. And that's what it keeps me so interesting. Uh, or it, it keeps everything so interesting. And mm. I love it. It's uh, the tobacco and the, the new technology that comes out all these days regarding smoking. 
um, all those type of things. I love it all, and I've been in the trades for years. So I think that also steps in where I started collecting uh, all these related items. No, I and mean, like you said, yeah, yes, the stuff that you will never see in your life again. You you obviously don't want your collection catching fire because all those matches no. could cause quite a big <laughs> could cause quite a big problem. I mean that's a hell of a lot of matches that you got there. Tell me there is actually yes. there is actually a matchbox collectors club in South Africa, isn't there? There used to be one. Um someone actually there used to be one that closed down in nineteen eighty six. And then someone contacted me about a year ago. And also asked me regarding that, and I said, as far as I know, there's not one in South Africa at present. So maybe we would start up one uh, one day. And also, that being said, is these days the what we do is we, me, for example, I exchange with people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing we can do now is uh, is 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 exchanging with people from all over the world because there's no one actively. Um, collecting in South Africa at this stage, and especially not at this uh, magnitude. So, Quobus, what's the most interesting thing you've got? Because you must have a few that are your favorites, right? Um, you, you must have some stuff there that's, oh, yes. that's pretty rare. You must have some that you're really proud of that you treat a little better than the others. Uh, so show off a little bit. Tell us what you got. I must say, if I look at my Matchbox collection, which is actually priority number one, and the rest of the stuff that I collect only comes with uh, as I get time as well. I have three Matchboxes that was made in Sweden, yeah, and they are all dated in 1887. Wow. So that's pretty, pretty special wow. to me. Yeah, 1887. Then also I have some South African stuff that's also between 18, 19, 1890 and 1904, 1910, those years. So, you know, things like that. And then also there were some special prints done uh, when it came to 9-11 in the U.S. Wow. Um, which I got from friends of mine in the in, in USA. You know, special things like that. So there's actually a lot. It's difficult to name, but those two top things is very, very special to me. And then you get privatized matchboxes as well, where a company will, will print your name on, for example, or the Gareth Cliff show, for example, you know, yeah. those things. They, because they only make like a thousand or they only make like a hundred in the world. So things like that, that is uh, very, very special. When you collect, do you often get these things for free from people who know that you, you're into this or do you have to buy them? And, and how do you buy them? Do you go online? Are there auctions online? Are there sites like eBay? How do you find stuff? So, because I was also on this media platform about uh, five to seven years ago as well, and then all my friends, all my family knows I collect, so it's actually very funny. I will get a phone call from someone that say, listen, Quibbers, do you remember me? I will say, yes, I remember you. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then uh, the person will say, yes, for example, a family member passed away or my grandfather passed on and he's got X, Y, and Z, and please don't you want to come and take a look at some rare things that we found here? You may have it. So a lot of instances, I uh, people contact me. I go and see them, or they come and see me. I normally go and see them, and then um, I said, yes, I would be interested in X, Y, Z, and they just give it to me as well. So they donate, if I can so, put it that way. Yeah, but that's amazing. I mean, uh, money. 
Have you ever found really, really expensive, valuable stuff and said to them, hey, listen, I mean, I don't feel right about taking this? Or you've just kept quiet and gone, yeah, that's nice, but... No, 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 absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) No, absolutely. So it happened, I think I'm thinking back now, it was about 10, 15 years ago, there was someone that came to me and said, listen, my grandfather passed away, come and go through all the things. I mean, there's stuff there. I found a 1942 fridge. Wow. That fridge is actually still in my house. And my food is still in there, so it still works. <laughs> That's unbelievable. So I offered the money for that. They wanted, me, they wanted to give it for free for me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I said, no, no, no. I can't accept um, a good like this for free or whatever the case mm. might be. So I bought that from, from people. But very, very rare old stuff. Now, I think maybe some coins. I've got some old, old coins that dates back to the late 1800s. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's basically that. But now I will never now, take something. Because you've got, because it's such a, a, a peculiar collection. I mean, it really is something that probably they're only, you know, there, there may be a hundred or two hundred of, of the people who collect the things that you collect in the world at the, at the level that you're collecting. Um, because, you know, a, yeah. lot, a lot of us say we're collectors, but we've got tiny little, uh, collections of things and they're not particularly valuable. The, the, the amazing collection that you've amassed must be worth quite a lot of money. Is there someone that is going to take this over when you lose interest? Because otherwise your house is just going to be like one of those hoarders houses, you know, where someone comes in and they're like, Oh no, throw out all this old shit and you've collected it over a period of years and you're in love with it. And then someone's going to come along and just throw the whole thing away. I want to tell you this one. I need to tell the nation about this one. So my sister makes a comment, okay? My sister says to me, Quibbis, the day when you are not there, what we are going to do, we are going to find a company called Rent-A-Tent. We're going to cover the whole premises, and we're just going to auction everything because no one wants to go through this, and no one wants to sort everything out. (laughs) That's a common thing, mate. But on a more serious note, now I do have a son. Okay. Um, he's young at this stage, so yeah. I'm getting him into things as well. Okay. As uh, you know, teaching him and showing him the ropes and trying to get him into things. And then hopefully, eh, who knows, one day he will take it over and can stay for another hundred years in a next generation. Is there any? Hmm. Is there any one thing that you've been searching for for years and you can't find it? Um, is there one item that you would love to add to your collection and you, you just haven't had any luck or it's been too expensive or it was there one minute and then it was gone? There is something that's not available. What's that? Okay. But I, I guess that doesn't count, but there must be one on this planet somewhere. So that is a matchbox mm-hmm. that was made in South Africa in 1889. Sure. Okay, so there is some catalogs floating around from all the previous collectors in the club that used to be in South Africa. So according to the catalog, um, there's print number one all the way to print number 10. And I only need that uh, print number two to complete the whole set from those years. Oh, but so uh, irritating. You've, with got, all the big, you've got all the others. With all the big letters, yeah. With all the collectors in the world, I know someone someone might have one somewhere, but I've been searching and searching, but I'll find it, don't worry. I'll all find right. it. Well, listen, it's amazing to hear about your collection. I just I love the fact that there are people in this world who can do interesting and and diverse things like collecting matchboxes and, and you've got lots of cigarettes. Keep your mind clear. Yes. Sorry to interrupt. It keeps mm. your mind clear. No, it does. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I also think 
like collectors are trying to um they, they, they i suppose everybody's trying to run their own little museum you know they're trying to keep a certain area of interest alive and because it's something yes. they, they're fascinated by and that they they're passionate about um to them it's the most exciting thing how much money do you think you've spent over the years on collecting my friend, I don't even want to think about it, I'm honest. I don't want to think about it. There's no way. I know, I'm the same. There's no way. Oh, man. I don't want to think about it. Because, Corbis, you have a Wendy house. You built a Wendy house specifically for all of your collection. Yeah, it's, so all the matchboxes is in a separate room in the house, obviously. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then the window house I've put up, that's a 56 squares. It's eight by, eight by seven meters. So, and guess what? I'm oh. running out of space again. <laughs> I'm actually running out of space. So now I don't know what oh, I'm going to do. Everyone says to me, go and buy or get a building that is as big as a school hall with <laughs> Twice the height, and maybe then you will be happy one day. Because you must remember, I still have another 40 years altogether. Eh? No, for sure. You've, only, you've only just begun. <laughs> I love it. Listen, Corvus, it's great to talk to you, and, and thank you very much. You also have like interesting stuff that people might want to know about. You've got uh, Coke cans from 1989 until now. So, I mean, there's a whole collection. Um, and, yes. and, I mean, obviously these things can become obsessive and crazy, but it sounds to me like you and I are both on the border of being crazy and, and being obsessive. Mm-hmm. I like it. But remember one thing, Gareth. Mm. Remember one thing. Mm. If everything is neat and tidy in a way, mm. then you do not qualify as a hoarder. That's true. The minute it gets untidy. That's the golden point. That's what we have to keep telling ourselves, right? That's how we know that we're not. Oh, the, thank you so much. Yeah, we're not nutcases. All right, Quibus, I love it. Thank you so much, man. Nice to talk to you. Quibus Skoltz is a collector, and we're sharing uh, his story this morning of his matchboxes, his, um, his, his other stuff, all his tobacco products, his Coke cans. It's, once you start wow. down the path of collecting, as Master Yoda says in Star Wars, Forever will it dominate your destiny. Cliffcentral.com